Welcome to Reading the Bible Together podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith. If we have died with him, we will also live with him. That's salvation. That is salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if we endure, that's perseverance, we will also reign with him. Now that's conditional. So, because the flip side of if we endure is if we do not endure. And that's troubling, like, right? We don't really want to say that one, but that's actually the what Paul says next. So you could look at verse 12, if we endure, we will also reign with him. And on the flip side, if we do not endure, if we deny him, he will also deny us. Disown is another way that that's phrased. If we disown him, he will also disown us. And you can't be disowned or disown if you haven't owned. Like, right? It's so... There is um, there's a conditionality to this that's that's fretful, mm-hmm. and and then there is this declaration in verse thirteen. But even if we're faithless, God remains faithful because God cannot be other than He is. Like God is faithful, and He cannot be other than He is. This series we're looking at Second Timothy. It's Paul's last letter to Timothy, and there are only four chapters, but they pack a punch. I am so glad you've joined us. Today we're looking at 2 Timothy 2, 8 through 14. And I am so excited. She's been on the podcast before. And if you listen to Faith Radio in the mornings, you have heard her there too. Today joining me is Mornings with Carmen host, Carmen LaBerge. Welcome, Carmen. Hi, Angela. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for saying yes. Oh, absolutely. Me too. I love to talk with you. And and what better subject matter than the Word of God? Right? Exactly. So I have started out each episode with a guest reading the text that we're going to discuss. Would you read that for us? Certainly. So this is 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 8 to 14. And I'm reading out of the ESV. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal. But the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy. For if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of these things and charge them before God not to quarrel about words, which does no good, but only ruins those who hear. Mm, Thank you. So, so much here. (laughs) (laughs) So much here. So much here. So so what, let's just start at the beginning. What, what is standing out to you in this passage? So um, I was reminded as I started preparing for our conversation, and I know that, you know, that folks who've been listening to the podcast already know this, but I'm, you know, context is so important. And so I'm just reminded that this is a legacy letter, that this is Paul's last word as he like passes the torch of generational Christian leadership um, to Timothy. Um, This is, this is very much a, you know, now it's your turn, boy. Like, Mm -hmm. like follow the pattern that I've set. You know, as you have seen me follow Christ, so follow me. Like, do 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 as you've seen me do, and say as you've seen me or ever heard me say. Like, that's that's I think really imperative when we begin with the word remember. Mm. Um, so there's just so much behind what Paul's about to say. Yeah. When 
yeah, when he's when he's talking about remembering Jesus Christ risen from the dead, the offspring of David, you know, the gospel, the gospel that he's heard preached, like when remembering that there's just the whole gospel is behind that. And so if you need to refresh yourself in the gospel, like do that before you proceed any further in this passage. That that would be what I think Paul is saying. Yeah. Yeah. I see two things that he's saying, remember all the things that I've taught you and keep going, like keep mm-hmm. on keeping on. Don't, you know, don't quit the race. Keep, keep running the race. Seem to be the yeah, two so things. Yeah. So that's the connection. You just made the connection there of the beginning and the end of this passage. So there's the remember in verse eight, and then there's the remind them mm. in verse 14. Mm-hmm. So the remember is the, you know, be sure of the foundation on which you're standing. Remind yourself of the gospel. Preach the gospel to yourself first, and then turn and and share it with others. Remind others of these same things. Yeah, absolutely. And and I I appreciate that Paul keeps reminding us of like the the cost that he has mm-hmm. endured mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. preaching the gospel, and that he would that he would do it again. Like he would continue to preach that gospel. Mm-hmm. That it's something that he he has suffered for it, and he does not regret that. He does not regret preaching the gospel or the cost that it is that that's come on him it, because of that. Yeah, it, incredible, right? So, um, let just you know digging into digging into verse nine. You know, it is for the gospel. It is for the sake of the gospel. It is for the preaching of the gospel that Paul is suffering. That Paul is bound with chains as a criminal. That's the way he describes it. Um. It is for the sake of the gospel that Paul is suffering in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, it like is as the he purpose. writes this. <laughs> yeah, and it gives purpose to his mm-hmm. suffering. Like he's not, he's not complaining about his circumstance. Um, you know, Paul is acknowledging that he is in chains and he is uh, bound as a criminal because not only has he received the gospel. But he views it as so imperative that others would have the opportunity to receive it, that he is he is more than willing, more than willing to not just have the gospel alter his own life in terms of eternal um, salvation and glory, but that he's willing to allow the gospel to alter his life, compromise his personal comfort and security in order that others might know Jesus Christ mm-hmm. as Savior and as Lord, that it is for their eternal glory um, that he is suffering. I mean, that, that jumps into verse 10, but that's, that is what we're talking about here. And in the middle of all that, there is this amazing declar- you know, declaration of truth. No matter what our circumstances are, I mean, Paul here literally bound in chains as a criminal, the word of God is not bound. Like yeah. you cannot chain it up. The word of God is not chained. That's incredible. What a contrast. Yeah. And that, the NIV says it, the word of God is not chained. And I love that he's like, I'm bound but the word of God is not. And remember that no matter what's happening to you, like the word of God is going out and doing the work. I mean, that was what we prayed beforehand, that the, the whole spirit would do the work that only he can do. Like there's nothing that's stopping him from accomplishing what right. he wants to accomplish. Like the word of Huge God will contrast. Yeah. Huge contrast. And I think that that's helpful to, to us, no matter what the circumstances of our life might be, no matter how, um, much comfort or discomfort we happen to be in at a given moment. Um, no matter the maybe the causes of discontent raging around us, the gospel can go forward. Mm-hmm. 
And even in conversations that we have in our culture about technology, Angela, like, you know, we, we get, we get very fretted about technology, but you know, because of the advances of techno in technology, the gospel's going forth right now into spaces and places and through means that cannot be stopped. Right. Um, you know, and so I just, you know, anytime we begin to fret, I want us to remember these kinds of declarations of the apostle Paul. Um, he, he talks, you know, I mean, I know this is in another book, but I mean, he, he really, Paul repeats himself a lot. So you could read Philippians and get what he's saying here in second Timothy. You can read Romans and get what he's saying here in second Timothy. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, there's, you know, he's, he's making uh, he a does, point time and time yeah, again. He, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and the freedom that we have to declare the goodness of God in the, in the person of Jesus Christ that is an unchained and unbounded freedom. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage each and every one of us to use the liberty the liberty that we have um, to do what Paul was willing to be bound in chains to do. Yep. And I appreciate And then next he goes on to talk about, here's a trustworthy saying, if we died mm-hmm. with him, we'll also live with him. If we endure, we will reign. If we disown him, he'll disown us. If we are faithless, this one caught me. He remains faithful. Like all the other ones is, you know. Uh, parallel. Conditional yeah, parallel. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. And then that, that last one, you would think it would be if, when we're faithless that he's faithless. But he cannot be faithless because he cannot d- disown himself. That would be totally against his character to be faithless. That yeah. really struck me. Yeah, this creedal statement here um, in verses 11 through 13 is super interesting. So Paul is obviously quoting something that is, uh, you know, it's it's like the chorus that everybody in the Christian church sings at the time or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what the equivalent for us today might be, but it would be, you know, something that I would start saying. Maybe I would start singing Jesus Loves Me and everybody else would chime in because everybody knows it. So that's what's going on here. Or like the Apostles' Creed. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, exactly. I think it's um, it's something that was obviously, there's another, the passage in Philippians 2, we understand in the same way, like that, these are obviously things that were recited um, in unison by the people of God in the context of the day. So that's really, really cool. Um, and this is one of them. So if we have died with him, we will also live with him. That's salvation. Mm-hmm. That is salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if we endure, that's perseverance, we will also reign with him. Now, that's conditional. So because the flip side of if we endure is if we do not endure. Right. And that's troubling, like, right? We don't really want to say that one, but that's actually the what Paul says next. So you could look at verse 12, if we endure, we will also reign with him. And on the flip side, if we do not endure, if we deny him, he will also deny us. Disown is another way that that's phrased. If we disown him, he will also disown us. And you can't be disowned or disowned if you haven't owned. Like, right? It's so there is, um, there's a conditionality to this that's, that's fretful. Mm-hmm. And, and then there is this declaration in verse 13. But even if we're faithless, God remains faithful because God cannot be other than he is. Like, God is faithful and he cannot be other than he is. So God's going to be faithful, period. Full stop. Um, because he's going to be faithful to himself. You cannot, you cannot undo the faithfulness of God, even if you are faithless. So how do you see the difference between, you know, what's the difference between denying and being faithless? 
Um, I was just well, thinking about that now. <laughs> I, yeah. So I don't I don't really see a big difference between mm-hmm. what's going on in verse 12, the 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 positive statement of if we endure is contrasted with with if we deny or if we disown. And that is a parallel to being faithless. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so to be a person who is without faith does not mean that God is altered. God is God is God. And that's the declaration of verse 13. Verse verse 12 is the conditionality one. So there's the certainty in verse 11. If we've died with him, we will also live with him. That's a statement of certainty. There's also a statement of, of certainty in verse 13. Like, God remains faithful. Like, it, this is not going to be undone. The conditionality ones are that middle part. If we endure, or if we do not endure, if we deny, if we do not, like, there's this there's this conditionality conversation going on in verse 12, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little stuck on that. I was trying to, I'm wanting to go dive into Blue Letter Bible and look at, you know, what, what's the, the Greek word for deny and what's the Greek word for faithless and... Or disown. Yeah, yeah, I think in other translations, you'll see the word disown in verse 13 instead of the word deny. Um, and again, you cannot, you cannot disown that which at some point you have not owned. And so, well, I'll just tell you, Angela, this is one of those verses, one of those places in Scripture where the eternal security people and the perseverance of the saints people would get themselves into a heated debate, Mm -hmm. which makes it so curious to me that we head next into a verse about reminding one another to not quarrel about words. Oh, interesting. I'm just saying, (laughs) I think there was probably already quarreling over right. um, over words in in the days of the Apostle Paul. Um, I mean, interesting as he makes this transition in terms of instructing Timothy about, you know, what a worker approved by God looks like, sounds like, lives like. Like, that's this whole next section here in 2 Timothy. Um, you know, let's start off, Timothy, by remembering we're not going to fight with each other about words. We're just We're just not. It's not beneficial. It only tears down. It does nothing to build up. Like, that's just not what we're going to do. Do not be trapped in um, slicing the theological pie so thin that it, it you know, to the point of irrele- ir- irrelevance, ir- making it irrelevant. I can't even spit the word out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yes. There's a new faith radio show called The Equipped with Than Bennett. And on a recent episode, he was talking about the Tower of Babel and how there was division. And then God caused, you know, even more division and scattering by you know, giving all the different languages and them not being able to understand each other. And he was talking about in the world that we find ourselves today, that we're having a hard time with fighting words. And he didn't mean language, but he meant like an understanding of the Mm. things of God, that we could come to a a, a common, come from a common place, that there's just so much division. And I, I see... I feel like Paul's words here are something that we should still heed today. Like instead of getting parsing words apart and getting caught up about words, like what, what is the, what is the meaning? You know, like what we were just talking about, what is the gospel? What is Mm -hmm. it that God is calling us to do and remembering that and, and continuing to do that and falling back on that and reminding ourselves and reminding each other like we see Paul, you know, I'm sure as he was writing this but, to Timothy, you know when you teach something, you learn it at a deeper level. 
that so he's, good. yeah, as he's saying this to Timothy, he's reminding himself as he's in chains, I'm in chains, but you know what? The word of the Lord isn't chained, you know, to remind himself to keep on keeping on like he's reminding Timothy to do. Just such a, such an incredible parallel to the conversation about the Tower of Babel. So, I mean, that's just such an incredible parallel to what's going on here. So mm-hmm. if we think back, God had commanded the people, descendants of Noah, to spread out, spread out, fill the earth, spread out. And instead, they get to this place and they're like, oh, we've reached this plain of Babylon. It's really pretty. Instead of spreading out further, let's just build right here and let's build up right here and let's create work for ourselves. Let's let's let's, in fact, start a massive building project, not just the building of a city, um, but really, you know, this building of this unified front against what God had said, which is scatter, scatter about, like fill the whole earth. Mm -hmm. Um, How curious that if we think about the history of the church, instead of continuing to spread out, I mean, the idea is that the gospel goes forth, it goes forth, it goes forth, it goes forth. And instead, we, we like to settle in and settle down and build churches. And then in those churches, build up walls of words against other people. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just very curious, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's time to tear down the walls. Yeah, I mean, get, you know, like, you know, spread it out. Get out there. Don't let the, don't let there be any barriers to the spread of the gospel. I mean, that is part of Paul's passion here. Don't let the chains that might bind you physically in any way bind the gospel. Don't let the charge of the world against you. I mean, even in his case, you know, criminal charges for, you know, for things that were not crimes um, or shouldn't be crimes, um, you know, don't don't let that stop the gospel. And certainly don't let petty arguments between you stop the gospel. I mean, this is this is about the gospel and it's about um, it's about other people knowing that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead, that he is who uh, who he says he is. And he has done what he has done um, at the cross and in the resurrection and in for for this we suffer for this we live and die and endure that for the sake of the gospel other people um you know might get to hear and receive Christ and enjoy eternal glory with him when i i was a student in a um, college student in the mid 90s i was a theater major and there was a lot of conversation about theater and the entertainment industry and what happens in theater and the entertainment industry lifestyles whatever and we had lots of conversation as students in, in our classes about, about taking the gospel there and, and redeeming those spaces and places. And so as you were talking about the gospel going forth, I was thinking about um, social media, which is another thing. I was just listening to this conversation from Than. But, you know, there are things that we look at that we become fearful of, like social media, Internet, like the you know, the curse or the mm. evils that could be a part of, you know, the the major quick ways that we could, that we can communicate today, you, you know, in contrast to the way that Paul was, con- you know, communicating with Timothy. It was a letter, you know, it took a long, long time for that to get to Timothy. Whereas today we can take the ways, the opportunities to communicate and take those for the gospel. Like, as students, we wanted to go into theater and go into entertainment for the gospel, you know, to have that mindset of 
wherever we're going, whatever we're doing, to take the gospel with us and to preach the gospel wherever it is that we go, even if it feels like a place that it would be odd for the gospel to come from. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. No, it's so interesting. You you got me thinking about um, uh, Harvey Wilcox and his wife, who actually like created the town that we now know as Hollywood. Mm. Um, and their heart's desire was um, to basically like create a Christian utopia. Like that was their goal. They laid it out so that what we now know as Hollywood would have a church on every corner. Um, he, he like had this plan to develop this perfect community um, and, and distribute, I mean, he distributed land freely to, um, to Christians and yeah. And then anyway, then to see what that has become, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's not quite a different the kind vision of place of worship he, on every corner. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just saying that's not quite the vision that he had in terms of building, building up something, um, you know, in his mind or heart to the glory of God. So sometimes the things that we lay our hands to are not, necessarily the way that God intends to advance the gospel. And and that's probably a good reminder today as well. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else from this passage that you want to make sure that we talk about before we wrap up? I think the remember and the remind, like I need to remember the gospel preached to me and I need to preach it to myself. Remember Jesus risen from the dead. Remember who he is, the offspring of David, the, the Messiah. Um, remember the gospel that you received, and then turn and remind others of these things. Charge them before God, like warn others, um, encourage one another. Like, in addition to being recipients of the gospel, we are supposed to be the people who um, who share the good news with others, and then encourage one another in the faith. So, I just think that you know, I'm just my my remember and remind would be the things I would want to highlight. That's great. Thank you so much, Carmen. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Absolutely. Thanks for including me. Thank you for joining us for this conversation about 2 Timothy 2, 8 through 14. If you'd like to find out more about Carmen LaBerge, you can check out the show notes. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And we'll see you next time for 2 Timothy 2, 15 through 26. The Reading the Bible Together podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Hosted, produced, and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at MyFaithRadio.com. Being the new person can feel intimidating, but we want you to know you belong, and we're so glad that you're here. We're excited that God is working in your life and that you're joining us in the mission field to tell the whole world about Jesus. So introduce yourself and we'll send you a special free gift to encourage you with information about who we are. Request your free welcome pack today at MyFaithRadio.com. That's MyFaithRadio.com.